welcome to the MTG Painful Truths Podcast. This is episode number 29. I'm your host, Britt Wagner. Joining me, as always, my good buddy, Cole Kirkman. Cole, how are you doing? I'm doing great, as <laughs> always. Awesome. And we got a very special guest. You probably could tell by the title of the podcast. We got Tandy, Mr. Todd Anderson. Todd, how are you doing? I would say medium special guest, not very special. <laughs> somewhat, somewhat notable guest, Tandy. How's it going? Good to Good, be here. Yeah, it's great to have you. This is actually the first time we, we spoke. Uh, this was kind of, uh, you, you posted on Twitter that you wanted to kind of uh, talk about what well, we're going to talk about today, the new school Magic the Gathering format. And I was so, so excited to have you comment rather quickly and say, yeah, let's do it. And, uh, and, and we got you. So yeah, this is awesome. I'm not I'm not hard to find. I'm on the internet already, you know. Right? Yeah, yeah. Me too. The internet. Yeah. It's sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the marketplace of ideas. Haven't you heard? <laughs> yeah. All right. So so that's what we're going to mostly be talking about this week. Uh, maybe entirely is the new school format. So, uh, Tandy, let me just open the door or uh, the, the theoretical door to you to tell us what is new school. Okay, so uh, for those of you who've been playing Magic for a decade, I'll say that this is extended, okay? For those of you who haven't been playing a decade, we're going to call this four-year standard, all right? New School is essentially just the last four standard seasons that you've played for any of you arena heads, right? That goes all the way back to Eldraine, and it's Eldraine forward, okay? Now, there's a special ban list because as you know more sets get included into a constructed format i think that banning should be revisited and so what we have done is we have undone all the bands except for four the four cards that started off on the ban list are once upon a time for being a fake magic card that shouldn't exist um omnath locus of creation for being the most busted four color card i've ever encountered just crazy good uh, Oko, Thief of Crowns, uh, the best planeswalker ever. It's not like we need to figure out if uh, Oko is good. <laughs> it is. It, it's unbeatable. And then last but not least, Uro, Titan of Nature's Wrath, yet another Simic card that was pushed a little too far in that 2020 design era. So these four cards, I think, were egregious enough to warrant a pre-ban. Everything else is on display. We got Winota, Join of Forces in there. We got... All the companions, including Loris and Yorian. Fires of Inventions legal. People are doing crazy stuff with Divide by Zero and Auron's Epiphany. Um, people are even going crazy with Lucky Clover. So, you know, if you've played these, you know, really powerful decks from that era and they got banned or they just rotated, uh, this, this is a way for you to be able to play with your cards again. You know, this is just standard lasts a little bit longer. And uh, your cards don't rotate out as quickly as they used to. And I think that as we progress further and further away from um, these like baseline spots that we've deemed as non-rotation formats, for example, when we get further divorced from like the oldest set in that era, you just have this void of cards that just never get to see play anymore. And, and I think it's just a real shame that some of these cool designs, you know, we see them show up in like popper and stuff or cubes or whatever, you know, but like, I just want to see fading hope with, you know, um, Goldspan dragon again, you know, like that, that's like a thing that I like doing and I want to do it for longer. And this is basically just a way to replace standard. I think we ended up having, um, a pretty, a drastic shift away from tabletop magic during during COVID-19 lockdown and a lot of local game stores closed. And what ended up happening is that basically a year went without any tabletop magic. And in that year, everyone's collection rotated out of standard. And you know what you don't want to do is buy two years worth of standard at once. It's it's crazy to ask that, you know, from a customer or a consumer. And so we're all just kind of two years behind where we used to be. And so we just got to do something different. And I, and I think that this is a great uh, middle ground because instead of um, 50% of your collection rotating every year, only 25% rotates. Just the, the most senior year gets to graduate. And that's new school. And that's new school. And I swear I didn't pra- practice this pitch. I just did it on the fly because I'm just that good. Okay. <laughs> I believe it. Okay, cool. So, so uh, just to kind of clarify what you said – it's it it follows the standard like the when standard hits rotation which is like basically kind of effective every uh once a year uh which will be rotate i guess in a few sets from the 
from this recording, that's when also New School would have its rotation period as well? So the rotation happens in the fall um, with the the fall set. This year it was Brothers War, I guess. But, uh, you know, last year was the not Crimson Vow, but the other Innistrad set. Like, you know, there's right. just one rotation a year. It happens in, with the first fall set. That's just kind of how it's been with Standard for the last you know, 20 years or whatever. So I figured we might as well stay the course as far as when things happen. I would have loved to have said, oh yeah, it's new school. All of our cards graduate in the fall, right? That would be, or in the, in the spring. Sure. Yeah. Um, that would have been cool, but instead I can't. So <laughs> we, you just got to roll with it. Sure. Okay. Okay, cool. I guess I, I one question I know we would have, and I've, I've gotten this from a few of our, our friends when we're talking about the new school format uh was the is how how did we uh the bannings were kind of a big a big topic was yeah. was we had you, you we led off with the four cards which you know those all cards are busted but how uh how do we determine what gets banned next or or unbanned like how what's that what's that current process so i'll be up front i'm i'm in charge this is my project the the bands are all chosen by me at the end of the day but I make no ban lightly. I consult with the community at large. I make polls in various places in the Discord or on Twitter. Um, I talk to pillars of the community, other streamers, talk to them, talk to them about their experiences. I talk to players that play MTG only, arena only, and I hear what they have to say. Like for example, recently someone just brought up that Tybalt's Trickery, for example, probably shouldn't exist. It's just kind of a meme card. It ruined a lot of people's experience on Arena. And it honestly was a problem about a month or two ago. People were just, you know, joking around with it because Aspiring Spike jokes around with it in Pioneer. But I just, you know, for a whole day, I had to play leagues where two two out of my five opponents were playing Tibble's Trickery garbage. And, like, it's not fun to win with. It's not fun to play against because the games aren't real games. And so, like, you have to start approaching the game differently. You have to start thinking like a game designer. You can't just have these gut reactions to things, but you also have to take into consideration a lot more factors than like win rate. You know, like I think player enjoyability is a, is a huge deal and it's not something I think that always gets counted for. And so, um, you know, the, the four cards that I banned were a little bit because they were too strong, a little bit because I think they shouldn't be around anymore. So... Okay, yeah, I, and I'm totally with you on on the like those cards were way too good. They're banned in a lot of formats or all, effectively all relevant formats. Uh, Omnath yeah. still has some uh, legality, but it's a little different. Um, okay, Cole, did you have any? Uh, I, I don't have any questions prepared. Cole, do you have any right now? Uh, yes, I do. I have okay. some questions. I'm, I'm going to leave it with you because I think you grab actually my have... grab my Cole's questionnaire paper. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. I've I've done a little bit of looking into the new school format because I, I love Todd Anderson. So, um, but so I, I asked around because I you know people were just curious. Um, so I do have some questions. Uh, one of the questions that I got asked about was: Is new school going to be kind of pushed as more of a paper format or kind of just an all about format? Because people kind of kind of compared it to Frontier. Because I'm sure you remember that. Yeah, I do. Um, and they were worried about like, is this if this is like Frontier, is this going to be like a a year thing and then fall off? You know. Well, Frontier became Pioneer. Like, it, you know, it it's more so like sometimes Watsi adopts these formats and turns them a little bit differently or or whatever. But that Pioneer is the most recent example of that. But Modern was almost the exact same way. You know, they did the same thing like fifteen, ten, fifteen years ago, where they kind of just got a bunch of different formats together and had they had like an invitational where they had like Luis God Vargas playing combo elves in whatever iteration was going to be modern. But I think there was like two more sets added and then they just chose an arbitrary point to cut. And the arbitrary point was just the, oh, the new card frame border was in Mirrodin. So Mirrodin Ford is modern. But before they made modern, they had people just like pitch formats and that was one of them and it ended up being going gangbusters and uh and and then pioneer was the same way but it was called frontier and it was just like a one or two more sets it was the same thing and then again wizards adopts the format they change the name to pioneer and they find a different cut point and then they took a whole new wild direction with it right they said ban all five fetch lands 
and just let the community figure out the most degenerate stuff. And then whatever gets banned is based on what they think is right, you know? And I think, and that was honestly some of the most fun I've ever had playing magic was during that era of, of pioneer. And so I'm trying to allow for a little bit of that when it comes to new school. And I'm hoping that it, things don't break too hard, but you know, I have my eye on a bunch of stuff. So I know that uh, people that I've talked to and myself are at least excited because with you leading the helm on this, you know, someone who has a voice in the community as big as you do and stuff, it, it does make it a little safer because some people's worries are if I want to pitch um, new school to like my my LGS, right? Mm-hmm. And go, hey, you know, obviously standard like we go to stores and standard might pull six to eight people, you know, and that's not nearly what it used to be, you know, before COVID where stores could pull 30 to 40. Um, and, you know, they want to push this. They were worried like, oh, if I try to invest into this, what's the chances of it falling off? But well, like it, I'm, you, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I, I'll say this. I, I think that the cool thing about this format is that if you've played standard at any point in the last four years, you probably have most of a deck, you know, like we're just figuring out what's good. Like it's I have no idea what is going to be extremely busted or what's going to be tier one. I, I'm still learning that, you know, I've played maybe 20 games in the last week, it's, it's hard to get games, you know. <laughs> it's a brand new thing. But um, but I digress. The The thing that is really cool about this, though, is that we get to figure it out ourselves. And the cards aren't that expensive. When cards rotate out of standard, you know what happens? They become worthless. Most of them. And so the investment is, at the moment is paltry. But the more that people want to play it, the more that, like, some specific stuff might balloon in price or whatever. But, like... First of all, I don't care about that. I don't care about any yeah. sort of financial stuff. You know, when it comes to magic, I just I play the game to win and I like to curate a magic format. And that's what I'm doing so that people can play at a competitive level with the highest integrity. I want games of magic to be good and I will ban any card that I think that ruins people's play experience. And I don't give a crap about the secondary financial market. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. The We're just trying to replace standard, you know? Standard's kind of dead. Hopefully we do that. That's the end goal. I do not want this format to exist as an extra thing attached to standard. That's what extended was when they tried to pitch it 10, 12 years ago. Now standard needs to have something reinvigorated, and I think new school is that. Okay, so so your goal is to just fully replace it, like yeah. not coexist with it. Okay. Um, another thing was, uh, I, obviously, I mean, how old is New School, right? Like you've had one this week. format, yeah, one week, <laughs> one week old. And for having it one week, I mean, you've done so much with it. You know, I follow you on Twitter. There's all these other streamers. Y'all actually just got sponsored by. Uh, uh, what was it? Apex, I think, right? Yeah, Apex Gaming, a store out of Caldwell, Ohio. They uh, they actually get me and Ross. Uh, they contract us to come up and do live commentary for some of their home store events, their marquee events that they have. Um, uh, but it's uh, Kyle and Taryn Huck. Man, we we love them. They treat us like family when we're up there. And the moment that I announced and I was like, "Hey, we're going to look for sponsors," they reach out to me and they're like, "Hey, we want to do this. We think." You know, you have great ideas and um, and we want to sponsor the first event. And I said, OK, and then there it is. That's awesome. Yeah, I was going to say that definitely like gives ground to to people feeling safer getting into it. Yeah. And I guess, you know, what the other thing is, people are asking, uh, are y'all going to like, you know, maybe open a discord so that because like you said earlier, it is a little difficult to you know, you have to find the group to play the game with. It's not like you could join a MTGO league and. Yeah, you can't. You cannot join a league. This is not a currently sanctioned format. We're hoping that at some point that changes. That's the goal. But what we do have is we we do have a Discord. It's open to anyone. I have um, on my pinned tweets, I think, on, on Twitter.com, uh, TandyMTG, pinned tweets, a link to the Discord. We have two tabs looking for game, one for Arena, one for Magic Online, and they are in regular use. We have over 500 people in the Discord as of today. In one week, we have 500 people looking to play 
new school and i'm one of them i've been playing it in the in the discord i've been streaming my matches that i'm playing when i'm off camera because i just am a fiend for magic can't get away from it for fucking 20 minutes it's <laughs> nauseating sometimes but i love it it's a puzzle it's a it's a game engine with some of the greatest puzzles that's ever been created and you get to battle against other human beings it's an incredible game and i just love playing around in the mud yep and just for everyone listening, uh, if you want to try to find that, I'm going to put in the show notes as well. So feel free to pause the pod and check the show notes. And I'll put a link to the the Discord as well in the show notes. Awesome. And um, so going on too, because that that's also a big thing too. Is uh, you've had other streamers. I think I saw Fpaw and some other. You know, kind of. Oh, I didn't know Francisco was in. That's awesome. I uh, so I I messaged a bunch of. Uh, my friends that are streamers and asked them if they wanted to come play in the tournament. And a couple of them said yes. And a couple of them uh, are like streaming their matches. And some of them are playing against me while I'm streaming. And it's been really fun. Like right now I'm watching Doomwake. I mean, I'm not watching, but he's on in the background on my third monitor or whatever. And like, he was just on my stream all day today and we played uh, new school against each other. It was awesome. And he's so smart and his decks are cool and and now he just is in the tournament and he's going to play and stream it's going to be incredible and i'm going to do the same thing that like i and also i just love the whole concept that you call it new school like the whole graduation thing like it adds that kind of at least to me like it's not generic boring like (laughs) like modern like look you gotta have a shtick i found a shtick you know i was i was actually thinking about it in the car i was like trying to come up with something this four years and i'm like Oh, you know, the maybe like a school theme and I'm just in the car spitballing with my buddy Elliot Raff, who's was head judge. I say my buddy Elliot Raff. He was the head judge of both NRG events this uh, past weekend. You know, he's just like best judge on the planet, basically. Um, anyway, but we were just like spitballing ideas on the drive home. And um, and then like I was thinking like, oh, wait, there's already a format called old school. And I was like, wait, what if we called a new school? And then then the cards graduate instead of rotate, you know, it's just like little thematic stuff like that. You know, it's like cutesy stuff in the discord. I'm the, um, what is it? I'm like teacher's pet or something. Class, <laughs> uh, I'm class president. And then, um, you know, we got hall monitors or the, the mods, you know, it's, yeah. it's fun, but I, I came up with all of it over the course of like 24 hours and I just kind of birthed it into existence and it's been fun, man. It's been like the, the last week's been awesome. I'll say As that. I say, just to reiterate to people listening, like he said, this is a week old format and you've already got so much support for it too. I mean, well, I have a big reach. I'm not going to take that yeah. for granted, but like I I think that I kind of get it when it comes to what makes magic fun. And and a lot of people share my thoughts when it comes to that type of thing, so it was not very difficult to convince people to want to try this thing because we know that the the one that's there now standard is not working and so something has to to change and this is just a proposed fix one of potential many you know it could be three sets it doesn't have to be or it could be four three years of sets instead of four years of sets like it doesn't really matter you just need essentially to offer the player some sort of alleviation from the the pressure that is the yearly rotation and the yearly rotation is good for competitive magic that's something that i think that goes unsaid a bunch like standard tournaments for forever were awesome block constructed tournaments forever were great the thing that ends up happening is that those formats just kind of get left in the dust after six months you know like it's a whole new ball game because more sets come out because of that constant churn but the way that you make things relevant for a short period of time is that you make some of them leave. Some of the game pieces that make other game pieces powerful leave the format. And so you're left with, you know, I don't know, random slivers or something when all the lords rotated sometimes. Like just weird shit like that is just really, really bothersome to me. Just let them be around together for a little bit longer, you know? And and if people's collections rotate a little less quickly, I think that's a very good thing. There's so many great magic cards that are just non-existent anymore, you know, and they just didn't get their time to shine. And I, I think this is a great way to kind of compliment that. 
I was going to say, another big thing, too, is you mentioned, you know, you do it on Moto and Arena. Yeah. Um, another big thing, too, is like with Arena, you know, when stuff rotates, it does. you get nothing for it. Yeah, your collection's worth no dollars on Arena. How does that feel? It feels so bad, right? So just let me play with my cards for another two years. What's the problem? Yeah, like, it, like imagine like with Ikoria standard, you know, that was prime COVID hit. And yeah. you have all these cards and maybe you win bought packs and, you know, you're what le- what was left of stores at the time and you know you pulled all these cool cards that you wanted to play but obviously couldn't so i, I definitely I, I really like the concept of of new school honestly as just a you know a replacement to standard and going on to that you you mentioned you were going to try to pursue possibly getting wizards to do something to this I mean, look, they, at the end of the day, I'm just trying to create a fun play experience for people. And my goals are that I show them that this is a better way. I show them that this is what standard could be. We know it doesn't exist on top of it, right? It's We've already tried that. Extended a long time ago was that. But, I, you know, people aren't playing standard. So I'm trying to show them that me one person was able to convince 500 people to play this made up thing in a week and it's going to grow a lot bigger than that yeah as i say like honestly i forgot it was even a week old with just how much reach you've gotten like looking at it it's impressive to just say it's a week like that you've done so much with it like seeing all the deck list shares you know, people just actually thoroughly trying to figure out the format and having fun with it. <laughs> it's fun. I've played, like I said, I've played like 20 or 30 games. The games have been great. You know, I'm even playing against like the worst of the worst, right? Every match is Luris or Yorian and every opponent is like Fires of Invention or Alrun's Epiphany. And, and but it all checks each other out because everything's powerful, right? So it's just a little bit zoomed out. Winota's not so bad without eight land war elves, you know? Yeah. Like, frickin' uh, Alrun's Epiphany's not so good when it's in the same format as Mystical Dispute. Like, Mystical Dispute makes blue cards, like, vomit-inducingly bad sometimes, you know? And those two were just not in standard together, if I'm not mistaken. So like, No, that, they, yeah, they, yeah, they weren't. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I think that some cards just don't have a natural predator, in a standard format because the standard formats are naturally constricted. They're constricted to breed creativity, right? Within a smaller set parameter of cards, you try to build a deck. It's like sealed deck or whatever, but just a little bit bigger and you get four of everything. And so like, that's kind of what new school is too. It's just zoomed out a little more, just four years instead of two. And so your cards are just a little bit weaker because they're just in a bigger pool of cards. And so, the biggest of the bads have a couple answers. That's all we ever asked for. Yeah, that was a that was some people's worry too. It was like the cards that they remembered being incredibly strong and standard, like how they were kind of sizing up now. Like people kind of dreaded the all run epiphany standard and the gold span, and then you know fires of invention cavaliers, you know stuff like that. Yeah, but do you know all those cards just fold to like disdainful stroke, right? Like it's, if you just build Delver. Like, you can build a Delver deck that just beats the absolute shit out of Fires of Invention, and you get to play, I don't know, Third Path Iconoclast, which is basically Young Pyromancer, and you get to play Ledger Shredder, which is arguably one of the best two-drop blue two, two drop blue creatures ever printed. And you get to do all this with, like, Consider and Opt, you know? Like, your deck is already built for you. And it's good, and it's just a new deck that didn't really exist in the standard format. Even the Delver decks right now in standard that are existing like they're monocolored like they're one-dimensional you have to play all bound spells you don't get to play burn spells and you don't get to have third path iconoclast because your mana is just way worse right yeah so so it's, it's literally just take your favorite cards and just add another thousand cards to the pool and when you do that you just get a little bit less power density at the center because there's a lot of things competing And as these things naturally compete in a tournament setting, we're going to pay very close attention to the things that look like they might get out of control. And I will ban them if they're too much. And that's a promise. You're not going to have to play against Winota for the rest of your life, probably. I wouldn't count on it. But at the very least, it'll rotate in nine months. So we'll kiss it goodbye then. How about that?
<laughs> I noticed a few times that you're you're asking Twitter like, "Hey, this card is it too good?" And so you're you're not just like the a, you know executive behind a, a desk puffing at the car like, "Ban this! I'm sick of it!" Like you you are asking community feedback. I'm, I'm, we're witnessing it. I didn't ban Winota for a reason. I I wanted to ban Winota. I I think that that's a great example of a card that like people swayed me on just by talking about it more because it is worse. It's a lot worse without the without the eight L's and Pioneer, and it's and it's just like so messed up. Obviously, when you cast it, the card itself just explodes every time. It just it's like watching fireworks, right? And 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 like. No other card that I've ever seen in Magic does what Winota does in such crazy fashion. And yet somehow it's so cool that people will defend it tooth and nail. And so I said, you know what? Fine. I'll just let them roam free for a little while longer, right? So you can just prove to me once again that Winota is literally the craziest four-mana creature ever printed. It's crazy. <laughs> But you're so true about like the the mana dorks having eight of them yeah. like back in the pioneer day. That's it wasn't just the Winota's power, which is obviously good. It's how quick you could just like unleash those Winota triggers. Yeah, it's and like I, it's a different format. Like agree. I was thinking, like you know, Ridden Six is a busted Magic card, but imagine that being Pioneer legal, it probably wouldn't be very good. Like there's no fetch lands, and there's right. no like pinging for one is basically nothing. So. Like well, the, the I, I, I won't say that. Like pinging for one invalidates a whole lot of creatures in modern. Like it. Well, I don't, no, no, no. I'm, I, I'm talking <laughs> about if if it was legal in pioneer. That's that's yes. my argument. Yeah, sure. I, that's fair too. Um, I don't know. Ren and six is a hot topic for me. I don't want to get too off topic specifically about this card, but um, uh, I don't know. Let's let's just move on to something else. <laughs> okay. Okay. I hate that card. Um, going on. Okay. <laughs> so you mentioned a tournament earlier too. Uh, what was the exact date of the Apex tournament? Okay, so uh, the twenty first is a Wednesday. Uh, it's this Wednesday. I don't know. I, this podcast might be out already. I'm not sure. Or might not uh, be out. I, 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 it should be out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the the tournament is on Wednesday, the twenty first at seven p.m. It is capped at 64 players, and there is a waiting list already. So if you want to get on the waiting list, you can. I do not expect that many people will drop. It is a free tournament. Uh, so if you want to join on the wait list, there is no downside, really. Um, we'll be starting at 7 p.m. sharp. It's going to go late, but it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be playing it on Magic Online. Um we're going to have every person who's playing a match stream or they won't stream their matches, but they can make their matches watchable in the client. So I'm going to have encouraged people to go watch matches in the, in the playroom. And then um, I'm going to play my match. I'm going to stream it. And then I'm going to go watch matches in the playroom until all of them are finished. And then when the next round starts, I'll play my match and, you know, I'll give commentary as, as normal. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a streamer. Like I just, I know how to talk about magic for, hours like i'm doing it right now i'm just making stuff up as i go you know <laughs> uh but yeah it's um yeah it's it's on mtg melee uh if you want to go check out melee it's great um i'm going to be running a lot more new school tournaments on that platform over the next few months that's actually where i was about to go was how often are you wanting to run like more new school and are you wanting to kind of like move up the tournament grade to like bigger and badder you know my goal is to just have it be a format that people choose to play tournaments in, you know. Um I, you know, I'm I'm working with some sponsors right now to try to uh get them to, you know, sponsor some of these tournaments like Apex is doing. But I, you know, I don't expect Apex to <laughs> to sponsor every <laughs> every tournament. Um but I, I would like a partnership with with some um person or entity that uh, is magic related. And um and have them sponsor the you know the format just like we're gonna have tournaments every week and I want to make them you know either zero dollars enter or five dollars enter and then you know we just play like some magic for some packs in a format that's pretty cool. Okay, all right that that is really interesting because I know that was a concern of people was like how often would tournaments be ran? But I'm running tournaments all the time. That's all I'm telling you. So going on, let me get this. Brent, if you have another question, I got to check something real quick. 
No, I'm good with the awkward silence. Oh, I'm good. Glad, glad for that. <laughs> nice. No, I'm, I'm like, I'm just kind of bouncing around the, the Discord server. Um, oh, did I you? Jumped, yeah, I, I joined in a few days ago, but I was also like, look, I want to um, kind of stay away from it for this podcast. So I was like, so That's I can ask, ask genuine questions because I know like a, a lot of our listeners are probably maybe just be hearing about new school. So I kind of wanted a fresh take also. I guess a, a question would be, so I know that you uh, have done a lot of testing. Like, what decks have you found that, I know you had a, is a deck that looked phenomenally fun. Oh, so um, whenever a new set comes out, I just like to pick, you know, five cars that I just think are awesome and, like, write articles about them. Uh, I've done it for, I don't know, almost a decade whenever a new set comes out, just, like, for a whole month. I just get to pick a card that's in the new set and build like four decks with it or whatever. And that's my content for the week. And it's awesome. And, um, and so whenever I don't even remember which set it's, but the Teferi temporal pilgrim, the new one that makes two twos, uh, that, that card is awesome. And I don't think anybody is talking about it or cares about it because it's just in the wrong era, you know? And literally if you zoom out, one set you get consider or whatever. If you zoom out two sets, you get opt also. And just like get to pair with Fable the Mirror Breaker and, and other cool card draw effects and blue and red spells. And it's just awesome. Like it's just been, you know, Christmas. Every time every time I pick up that deck, I get to play Ledger Shredder and Third Path Iconoclast and it's brilliant, you know. I was going to say, that's kind of like an example actually about New School too with that Teferi. Like when it was previewed, I know a lot of people were incredibly high on it, but like in standard, yeah. it just never saw the light of day. Yeah, th- I think the Rakdos cards are just a little too powerful in in standard. Like you're just seeing, you know, the same Rakdos deck kind of crop up in standard Pioneer and now new school, right? Like we're just seeing the same deck. You know, it's just a little bit, you know, weaker depending on how fewer sets, but it's all all the best Rakdos cards were made in the last five years. Like the Pioneer deck is almost completely intact in new school. Is missing Thoughtseize and Fatal Push and Blood Crypt. Those are the three cards it's missing. But like as far as threats, it's they're all actually even standard legal. It's it's just kind of crazy. Yeah, Bone Crusher is the big one that you don't yeah. have, but yeah, but all the other ones. And in Corpse Appraiser is crazy. I don't know. I, I play that like one league in Pioneer. Someone just like got me to play Grixis instead of Rakdos, and Corpse Appraiser was messed up, man. Like <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's like pretty good on raid or whatever. I felt like I don't know if you've ever played with Sprouting Thrynax. It gave me big Sprouting Thrynax vibes, and I think it was better, like way better. But it just punishes people for interacting with you. And I just really like threats that are just aggressively costed to just do crazy stuff. And all of them are Rectos, and they're all made in the last five years. Yeah. Yeah, as I say, like for at least from what I look at standard, it, it does look like just Rakdos and Pioneer, but just missing some of like the lands and stuff. Yeah, I like, mean, not I, I don't want to sugarcoat it. Like Thought Season and Fatal Push are big deals. They're literally two two of the best cards in Pioneer. You know, arguably the best one man interaction for the polar. You know, the two poles, right? Either all the aggro decks you want push, all the control decks you want Thoughtsies, and so you just get to play four of the best one-man interaction against the two polar opposite decks. And you're missing those, but the deck's still crazy good. <laughs> and uh, I know I'm, I meant to ask, too, so New School is just going to be standard legal sets only. Yes, no no commander product for these specifically. I want to kind of uh, mirror the old ways of standard where, you know, like it's just the the base set releases. You know, there's three or four a year depending on the year. And that's, you know, whatever would have been in standard is the only things that are legal in this set. Like there are, I think there are some jumpstart cards that were legal in standard and like, that's okay, you know, but uh, supplemental products, you know, things that aren't legal in standard are are not going to be legal in new school, but you know, things do rotate. So like, it's not like the, it's going to be the same static card pool for forever. And, uh, and that's kind of the beauty. It's like, a little bit of that standard churn so you get the freshness of a new format every you know three to nine months and then you also get the longevity of your cards only 25 percent of your stuff rotates every year instead of 50 percent. so okay um 
And you said you 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 are the. I know we keep going back to Bantu because I'm just curious. So like so you, I'm, I looked back at your Twitter because I just wanted to check, and you do outreach pretty heavily to the community about if a card should be banned. Yeah, I try to I try to do my due diligence. I mean, this is you know it's only been a week. I'm yeah, I'm still just getting the hang of stuff, and it's a very loose operation if I'm being honest. But um, you know, very vibes oriented if I'm <laughs> if I do say so. <laughs> and but, I mean, uh, it is it is good too that you like can like ban something on the spot versus like I think how wizards had it. I mean they they have the power to do whatever. I think that they are they are beholden to the customer where I, I am not like not yet. You know, like I'm just this is the scissors we're trimming and we're going to have to trim for a little while. And then it's going to be basically nothing for forever until something gets printed. That's completely, completely disgusting. But it's not my fault. Like if so, if so you know, if they make Omnath 2.0, it's not my fault. You know? Yeah. But I'm not gonna. You're not. I'm not gonna subject you to that horrible pl- type of play experience. If, if, if the community agrees that it's too good, like it's gone. Like that's just how it's gonna go. Okay. And I know another big question that I got asked was uh. So a lot of people when they first saw you post about New School, they had. I mean, there was obvious comparisons to Pioneer, um, because people. I mean, obviously, it's missing a lot of sets, but it's kind of people kind of had the same mindset that it was like play with your older cards. So people were wondering why choose, you know, new school over Pioneer one way or the other. Um, I think that um, Pioneer and some some formats like that, like you, you can get kind of stagnant. You can pick up a deck, you can master it, but you still want a different play experience sometimes. Like no one wants to play Storm every day for the rest of their life, even if they're a Storm guy. I'm, you know, teamer guy. I like playing all my little teamer concoctions out of my teamer box with Snapcaster Mages and Young Pyromancers and Tarmogoyfs. And, but, like, sometimes I want to try something else. Like, sometimes I want to have a different play experience. That's why you booster draft, right? You, you spend, you know, $10 to play or $15 to draft a new format, a new set, and you take your cards and you go home. And... Standard was kind of your way to do that in, on a constructive scale, you know, with your with your new stuff. And I think um, I don't really want to compare New School to formats that are static in their band. There's no more bands or no more rotations, rather, um, because this is a, a, a format that does have rotations. And and so comparing it to Standard, I think, is more apt. And I just think if you compare it to Standard, you just see that Standard has extreme limitations and downsides where where i think that uh new school fixes a lot of those problems that's what i was gonna say actually looking because i mean i I think people just don't you know how some people are they see things at face value and they're like oh this is just standard with more sets aka pioneer people don't really delve i mean to be fair the format is only a week old but um i mean (laughs) if it looks like pioneer that's just because the last four years of sets have been kind of crazy i don't know what to tell you (laughs) <laughs> you know, like, that's not really that's not my fault. You know, I, I feel like I'm going to have a few people show up with like your standard ridiculous stuff on Wednesday and it's going to be like, oh, yeah, this is why they banned Aaron's Epiphany, because you just take six turns in a row and your opponent dies like, OK, I get it. This is not fun or whatever. Like if that happens, yeah, we'll, you know, we'll reconvene and like <laughs> we'll make, you know, you know, decisions based on what people think and what people feel like. And, and hopefully we'll get to a place where things feel balanced enough where everyone gets to play with basically whatever they want. And, and then, you know, a natural metagame develops. Like that's just exactly what happened to pioneer, you know, and it's been going strong for like three years now. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say, if you look at pioneer, it's kind of been the same decks for quite a while now. Exactly. And so, you know, that, that is what's, New school offers. It is a different play experience. Um, I guess then my next question. Uh, so you have the Discord and it's very open. Like you said, you you have it pinned tweet, and we're gonna put it in the show notes too. Um, and you're very and you listen to the community quite often about bans. So for unbanning, I mean, obviously you have the cards currently banned, like uh, Once Upon a Time, Oko, Omnath, Uro. Mm-hmm. For like card, because did you pre ban Oko and Uro? Like, 
because you know obviously they're gross and absurd this is um this is a little bit more nebulous of a process uh than than i can really describe it's more like i started with nothing was banned um like four people were like hey don't you think it's like better to just go ahead and ban like oko and the moment someone said that i was just like yeah probably oko is just too good to ever see print then the band-aids off right and then it's like okay so now you have to just kind of ban what you think's the correct thing to ban and i i think that those four are just easy slam dunks and and if like if i had not been persuaded otherwise i i would have banned winota Luris, um yorian fires of invention and probably alrun's epiphany i think that those are like the next five and so if those break something's got to probably change to fix it but i'm gonna give them a shot you know like i i think again i think that all these cards are kind of crazy powerful and i think that they'll all kind of naturally predate on each other and i and i hope that uh and the format kind of mellows out and evens out you know and then we get like some more mid-range decks show up that are interactive. I think that Rakdos Midrange deck existing is a good thing. You know, I think main deck duress could be viable. And and if that's the case, then like you you know, then you just need to play some strangles or something and you're in business. And it's like the same deck. I will say, um, so would you ever be persuaded to like I know Oko's obviously insanely absurd, but like for Uro's case, would you ever be persuaded to unbanning Uro? Um, I'll take it on a case-by-case basis. Uh, I will answer for Uro specifically. I I do not believe that Uro uh, should be allowed to be legal in any format. And I think that the fact that it's legal in Legacy, to me, means that they have pushed the supplemental product power level so much that Uro feels tame in comparison. And that's just a wild jungle that I never want to experience ever again. Fair um, <laughs> And and Uro play experience in every format that I've had to play in that I was opposed to it, um, I felt like I was drowning. Not to be melodramatic or whatever. The same feeling that when you're underwater, right, and you're just like looking down, looking down at the game, and you're just like, I can never beat this card, even no matter if I interact with it, no matter if I ignore it, it's gonna beat me. And I think that that just offers such a negative experience uh, in in a game that such a cheap card that had so many abilities on it was able to just easily suppress so many players, you know, out of their aggressive decks of any kind, out of, you know, if you're trying to win an attrition war against Uro, it's just never happening. And I think that that is unfair. I agree to that. I, I, I've always been on the big, you know, Uro's absurd. <laughs> Like in yeah. the same sense at Oko when during the Simic pandemic, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, I know another thing too, and I someone had asked this, and it's on the paper here, and I don't really understand it, but I'll ask anyways, because <laughs> <All right>. um, <laughs> why not? Uh, so the companion rule, uh, is obviously going to be the same, right? Yes. Okay, because <laughs> I don't know why someone asked that, but I'm gonna. Um, I don't know. Some people are weird about rules, or they think like. I'm trying to undo everything that's ever changed or whatever. I don't, you know, that's not the goal. The goal is to find something that's better than standard. And uh, for for this specifically, um, you know, the ban discourse mostly centers around power level. Uh, I like to take player experience uh, to heart, and I'm a player, and so I know that I know how things make me feel when I play with them, but I'm also an unbiased narrator. I can recognize when my bitter blossoms are easily too good for standard or whatever, right? Like I've, I've played cryptic command. I've played snapcaster mage, you know, like I I know that I know what cards are just overly pushed. And whenever something's overly pushed in this format and something breaks because there's just not enough answers and in standard, that was just a, you know, a built-in problem. You were just never going to have enough cards to contain such wildly powerful stuff. And you had to make wildly powerful stuff to be competitive for Commander and for Modern and for even Legacy sometimes. And and so 
you just end up with just a ton of threats that are just outrageously undercosted and powerful and just no answers to them and and nothing else can keep up there's only just a handful of these if you look at the ban list it's three legendary cards they're all just named things in the story that they're just like oh this has to easily win the game no it doesn't just you know like tweak the numbers back a little jeez <laughs> louise it's just, um, I don't know, that, that one to me just feels like the most egregious, you know, like Uro specifically, Oko specifically, Omnath, like, they're just like poster children for design errors, in my opinion. And Once Upon a Time is a cool idea. I think if it was a sorcery, and then like maybe cost three instead of two, you could maybe make an argument, but like, the card was just crazy. I just, I played with it so much in Pioneer and it was broken and it was so disgusting and standard. I don't know if you recall the, there was a mythic championship. I believe uh, Andrea Mangucci was playing Simic and there were, it was just all three games was just turn one goose, turn two, you know, three drop, turn three, Nisu shakes the world. And it was just like, once upon a time is the reason this is happening. Yeah. You know, the London Mulligan is the reason this is happening. These cards are literally pushing the engine to their breaking point to increase consistency and redundancy. And when you have a card that does both of those things for free, you have maybe the most egregious design of a magic card that's ever been made. That is fair. I, I played a lot of modern when it was around and playing it's like Titan and stuff where they're just like, all right, just do it. Yeah, like <laughs> it's free. It's crazy. It's free. Like amulet with like a better mulligan is it was absurd during that time. Like I, yeah. everybody had to answer it, and it was <laughs> impossible. So, so the first uh, major pioneer event that I remember playing was the it was an invitational in Roanoke, uh, SCG invitational, and um, I didn't live in Virginia anymore. I flew to the invitational to visit friends and to like kind of go back to where I had been living for a long time, and. Um, and to play the tournament. And I played Monogreen Devotion. And this was after they banned um they banned Leyline of Abundance, I think was the only thing they banned at first. They ended up banning Oath of Nyssa and Once Upon a Time and some other card that I was playing, I think. Um anyway, but like they banned Once Upon a Time because Once Upon a Time allowed me to turn one Burning Tree, turn two double Burning, or turn one Elf, turn two double Burning Tree too much, to find Nykthos too much, to find Land of War Elves too much. Like the deck was just always hitting perfectly between the London Mulligan to six and Once Upon a Time. It ran flawlessly. It was a machine. I literally made the finals of the PTQ, lost to the Mirror, friend of mine who copied my list and beat me. <laughs> The deck was insane. As I say, hearing Burning Tree like into Once Upon a Time, like after you do the first one's gross. Yeah, you have you have leftover mana with Burning Tree a bunch, and I did that a lot. Like it was nice. All right. Um, yeah, honestly, I think that's all I have down for New School. It, it honestly, it it does make me feel better too, knowing how much effort you've put into the format and how much the community is backing it right now yeah man like, it's good man like people really want to play and i want to play like i i don't like playing magic off stream too often but i've i found myself literally just gravitating towards the voice channels to see if anybody will like stream matches so i can watch i love love being like a, a magic watcher i watch streams constantly you know in the background while i'm working while i'm Hell, while I'm streaming, sometimes I'll have, you know, Jim Davis off to the side or whatever. Just, you know, <laughs> it's my boy, Jim. Anyway, uh, yeah, the response has been incredible. Um, you know, we we've reached out to multiple sponsors. We've attained one. Um, I am trying to get a, at least one more, maybe two more, but we'll see how the negotiations and everything go. Um, yeah, but it's been a fun ride so far, and and like all I want to do is just put on a cool show. You know, that's all I want for my stream for content I make. I want to make. I want to write about. New, I want to write about magic, and this is something that I think could be really awesome. So, all right. Well, Brett, you have any questions for him? I guess one is I feel like you just closed it so well, so I hate to kind of reopen, but uh, uh, I guess one question. This was on your Twitter just a few days ago, referring asking about Tibble's trickery. That's yeah. like. That's like a sixty forty people thinking it should be banned. Uh, what where where are we leaning so far on that? Um, so, I, 
there's no special percentage hits or whatever that's sure. like, hey, this gets banned. It's just like I look and see is it overwhelming? Are people making rational arguments? Are there good faith people on the side of of tyranny? You know, like this card is like kind of a degenerate card. You know, it's a very weird one trick pony with very little upside and very little interaction from either side matters. And like, that's kind of a crazy thing to just allow in a game, just like this, you know, I don't want to, it's not doomed from the beginning, but uh, you're essentially asking for the impossible to happen for this person to ever win a tournament. And I think that that just kind of creates these very polarizingly bad experiences from the opponent side and sometimes even the player's side. Like, what if your favorite content creator plays this meme deck, right? And then you're like, oh, let's try it out. And like, ah, oh, you do you do the cool thing one time, right? But you're not at FNM. You're at like a R- RCQ. This is the new standard. And like Tibble's Trickery is all the rage for a week because Aspiring Spike played it. And you picked it up and you're like, oh, man, I'm going to hit people with omniscience or whatever, right? And you do it. And then it's like you miss you hit like another tormod's crypt and your tournament shatters and you and you realize you spent hundreds of dollars on this piece of shit that is just like not very fun <laughs> right and like yeah maybe i should ban it and like i'm strongly considering just being done with this conversation and just going and tweeting that i should ban it or whatever but i think I, i'm not going to ban anything before the uh, the tournament on wednesday i think that, that would be in that bad faith and yeah. so um and so expect maybe a thursday tweet about uh, tibble's triggery Okay. I think that was like the best argument too that I've ever heard about that card specifically was like you see your favorite streamer like build some bullshit deck and then you have a pioneer RCQ or something you build it and you're like wow this deck sucks ass yeah and, and you spent so much money and then you angry tweet about it yeah. at them it's not about that it's just like it's just a trap it's just not fun for anyone. It's fun the one time, right? Like, if you're the person who brings this to FNM every week, right? You do not love Magic the Gathering. You are a dirty, dirty troll. Reminds me a lot of, like, Neoform. I mean, kind of. <laughs> but at least Neoform had some fun puzzles and, like, stuff to play around or whatever. But th- this card is literally just, like, molded to looking for Tormod's Crypt, Tibble's Trickery, two lands or whatever. That is... In that, like that's insanity. That's so silly. And that's, and it's it's fair. just another deck that abuses the London Mulligan too, which I'm just like not super stoked about. So anyway, um, people made the argument that um, it was only really a problem in like best of one ladder or something, and like in best of three it was never a problem because people had discard or people had the win rate was too bad in best of three was the the argument. And then like I was like, all right, I'll give it a chance. So here sure. we are. And obviously, your your tournaments are best of three versus B O yes. one, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The uh, my my core theory in Magic is that they make cards with sideboard style text on them for a reason. And if you want to play competitive, you need to learn how to beat an Ether Gust somehow. I know it's impossible, <laughs> but uh, you got to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, we don't get any more Angrass Rampages. The good old no, main board card, cyborg cards. Oh man, that card was honestly so bad though. Like <laughs> I try I wanted to love that card so bad because I just wanted like a a variable edict. And Monkey Paw Curl, man, it just it was not it in Pioneer. I tried it so much. I remember being so high on that card and I yeah. I, I like Me too. Did one edict. I was like, wow, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a <laughs> lot of text to do something extremely mediocre. Oh, I'll make you sack your planeswalker after you've drawn a card. Yes. Good old yes. sorcery speed. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I guess, Brent, if you don't have uh, another question, I do have a, a one more, but it is yeah, not it. new school related. Uh, okay. There was a, so Todd, there was a tweet by somebody a while ago. I don't remember who, but <laughs> funny. Um, but we're going to do another episode about things like changes in magic, the gathering that, that you would want. And I was just curious, it, like what yours would be, if that would just be the whole, you know, changing standard. Um, I mean, mine, if you, if I have to pick one, then yeah, it's absolutely changing standard and you can change it in a thousand ways. But, um, 
this was just one that seemed like it would be pretty easy and pretty fun and had a lot of upside. Um, but like, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to go super deep into it, but like standard wasn't always like a hugely supported format for Watsy. Like they ended up at some point doing a huge campaign for Friday Night Magic and Friday Night Magic became where standard was played like constantly. And so it became like more of a grassroots format. And so then when they started doing PTQs and stuff, they started including standard in those tournaments. Whereas before they rarely, if ever had standard PTQs or anything like that. Um, but I think that, um, you know, it's just, it's had its time in the sun that that structure isn't viable anymore. And it's, it's too, it's lagging too far behind and it's kind of memefied itself. And so now we just got to find out what can replace it. And this is my suggestion. I was going to say, I think the census too, from like most players is players choose modern slash pioneer slash commander, man. Yeah. Commander too. I was like, Commander's like, to me, on a league of its own, of the player choice on that. I don't know. I got a lot of friends that just played shitloads of Commander and also love playing, like, Pioneer or Modern, you know? No, okay. I, I, I put tape down in the store and say, Commander player's over there, and completely stay away from me. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> no, I, no, I feel like the, the Commander player is, is a different group than the I mean, it, it, I think I mean, it's maybe the most in your player. Area. I don't know, man. It's just a lot of people play Commander. No, I didn't. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I, I I love commander players too. I don't want to that out of context. Wow. <laughs> Edit it out. Edit it out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I do have the power. <laughs> They'll never hear this. Yeah. But wow, uh, leave it in. yeah, Brent. I don't know if you have any more questions about New School. Uh, no, I actually I don't think so. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything about the tournament that I missed. But we're I I said that we're capped, right? Yes. Yeah, you did say yes. that. And, Sixty-four player capped. Yeah, and um, you said the waiting list. Yeah, there's a lot of people on the waiting list. There, or it's not. I was like nine or ten, but I don't know how many people are going to drop. It's a free tournament, you know. Yeah, I was to say it should be. I would imagine low. Well, I talked to some of the people who work at um, MTG Melee, and they advised that if I make it a free tournament, that I had to like, I should put like some back end stuff to boot people if they don't like check in at a certain time to just like. Make sure that no one is like farming a free spot for nothing, you know. Oh, sure. And uh, and so they suggested the wait list and and like very minor things to to allow, you know, the tournament to be at capacity, which is good. So, is there? I guess like is there a, a another tournament announced? So like if I were a player for who wanted to play, but it's it's full. We would be, is there a next tournament announced like in uh, there's nothing or there's nothing announced yet but um, okay. I'm I'm kind of just waiting till after the holidays the next two Saturdays are you know Christmas Eve and then the New Year's Eve so like I can't even run my tournament on a weekend right now because the two holidays are just falling on the weekend and that's why I'm choosing a Wednesday night for a six round Swiss event with a top eight I'm gonna be up till three in the morning it's gonna be madness. <laughs> But you got to do what you got to do, and, and I got to get this thing off the ground, and I'm trying hard as hell, and I think that uh, people are going to really enjoy it. Okay, cool. All right. Brent, you ready to close Ron out? Yeah, yeah, I'll go ahead and uh, close. So, Todd, th- thanks again for joining us uh, for this episode. Uh, I'll be sure to post this as soon as I can. Uh, where can people, uh, people like, I know Pete, you kind of have a, larger following than me and Cole combined but if people wanted to check you out uh where where could they go um so the easiest place to find me is on twitter i'm at tandy mtg uh i also stream most weekdays 1 1 p.m to 5 p.m eastern twitch.tv slash tandy t-a-n-d-y um i'm tandy or tandy mtg on most things i have a youtube channel uh, I, if you want to join the discord for new school though uh there's a link on my twitter it's my pinned tweet and it will be that way for some time because that's why I keep telling people some. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, that's where you find me. Um, I write, uh, you know, sideboard guides and things on my Patreon, patreon.com slash Tandy or Tandy MTG. I don't even remember. You know, it's one of the two. Just I'll so play the show notes. All right. <laughs> I got you. Hey, Tandy, thank you so much for coming out. I love talking to you and asking all the questions about new school. And to all our Happy list- to be here. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. And to all our listeners, thank you for coming and listening and 
As always, everyone have a wonderful day, wonderful night, and we'll see you all in the next episode. Happy holidays. Thank you.